Namaste, and I welcome you all to this session eight of Guru Bodha series. To guide all of us, Dr. M. B. Guraja sir is there with us. I cordially invite Dr. M. B. Guraja sir to this class. Thank you, thank you, Dr. Janardhan. And and the convener, I'm Dr. Janardhan Hebbar. I'm the founder of EasyAyurveda.com. Dr. M. B. Guraja sir is an Ayurveda professor in an Ayurveda college, and also he runs. Dhola Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center in, uh, in Shumoga, Karnataka, and he comes with uh, more than 22 uh, years of experience, both in teaching and also in uh, Ayurveda practice. There are some like watershed moments, or uh, there are some you know transformational moments in in any field. So this Shirabala Thaila uh, getting that transformed into capsule uh, oil being transformed into capsule was. Probably one such uh, moment uh, in Ayurveda pharmaceutical uh, advances because they did that. Probably Swadeshi Pharmacy was the first one to do that. And you know, many other Ayurveda herbal capsules started uh, coming into the market. Now we have uh, more than 10 Ayurveda, uh, Ayurveda herbal oils meant for oral consumption in the form of a capsule. So Dr. Guraja sir, can you please explain uh, in brief regarding Shirabala capsule, why it is called as 101 uh, and its uh, brief indications, etc. Uh, thank you, Janardhan. Shirabala 101 is one of the important preparation in Ayurveda. Basically contains Tilataila and Godugdha. This oil has been repeatedly used and it is fortified by using this process of uh, Godugda into that and it is boiled continuously to achieve the Tailapaka. So when this is done in a repeated number of times, then it is called as market like uh, 7 times Avartana, 21 times Avartana like that. But uh, as a general uh, notion, it is said in Ayurveda, there are 101 times. But uh, practically when we do beyond 30 Avartanas, Instead of this uh, retaining its oily nature or fluid nature, this will convert into almost semi-solid one because of the uh, dukda is being added to uh, the form. So this is one important vata pitta hara and important neurotonic and nervine tonic and it is used in many of the neurological conditions including sciatica, trigeminal neuralgia, osteoarthritis, or even all uh, related with the Vata, whatever the general diseases we get in the in, uh, Vata OPDs or the OPD related with the Vata disorders, uh, all we can use it as a primary drug of choice. So this has been used in Thailand, it is used basically for uh, Seka as well as it is applied Abhyanga and it is for Pichu and even internal consumption, for every purposes it is done. But when we utilize it for the purpose of nasya karma as well as internal usages particularly in case of pakshagata and such type of things it is always preferred is the one which is taken number of avartanas so once there is a number of avartanas then it is a fortification and this fortified akshirapala uh, will always better effect than the simple one or two avartanas so in order to observe this, previously consuming these uh, oil, uh, it has become a troublesome issue. But later because of the pharmaceutical industry and it is advanced technology, now it is being brought into form of uh, both soft gelatin capsule as well as a hard gelatin capsule. 
we have find nowadays kshirapala in uh, various forms so this can be even in the form of uh, containers which can directly as a drops we are getting it so this kshirapala is one of the widely used uh, ayurvedic product are the basic first line of drug you can say in the treatment of vatarogas because godadar comilk is there bala is there which is again a coolant is it safe to say that it, it it has a coolant effect on the body or what is the net effect in terms of hotness and coldness on the body because of this see we need to understand that kshirabala in the form of uh, material what we use it or the mode of usage will definitely will uh, make the thing heat or cold or something like that generally its potency is cold but it doesn't cause any as such cold or sore throat or something like that or it won't increase the cough manner but provided if kshirabala is used on a wrong day like uh, rainy day cloudy day on those occasions if you are using kshirabala as nasya kshirabala as shiropichu and kshirabala has something as a oil massage to the head so then there is a possibility of increasing kapha uh, at the uttamanga that is head and as well as even there may be some sort of uh, running nose or something like that so these type of things will happen if that depends entirely on the method or the mode of application simply just simply taking inside the body as a oral medication or something like that it won't increase the kapha in such manner though it is widely used uh, in most of the like vata disorders it's originally mentioned by master vagbata in the context of uh, vata rakta uh, both when like vata dosha and rakta dhatus they are uh, together involved so can it be used in other diseases uh, where you know which are drastically compared with vata rakta like varicosity of veins or gout and such other vascular diseases associated with pain also but generally it has been observed that kshirabala capsules or kshirabala thaila is used wherever vata and pitta are involved or even a rakta if it is involved also in that condition but there is a blockages then it won't work as a sroto shodhana dravya it won't penetrate the muscles of the body and breaks open it it won't do that way of doing it it is one of the potent guru as well as a snigdha and sheetha dravya and it is definitely going to improve the bone density it is definitely going to reduce the vata and it is a nervine tonic it penetrates to such a level of tissues and it helps in uh, particularly for the circulation and all those things but it won't reopen the channels which are blocked say something like that like um, what do you call vascular reinsufficiency like that we don't find such uh, results in vascular insufficiency and these conditions so there is a better drugs for that vascular insufficiency like we can go for uh, marich churna and we can go for vacha churna or when you can go for any amla rasa dravyas which can open the shrotasas so that they are better in that when compared to that and kshirabala uh, it is not a um, ideal choice in these conditions where it has been uh, particularly for the blockages venous insufficiency or even atherosclerotic conditions in those type of things i don't find it it's a good choice uh, but it is generally we can use it for osteoarthritis it's a very good choice age old senile related uh, any problems of vata or pain or neuralgia and those condition it is a good choice so in such type of things this is good or osteoarthritis or even the osteomalacia 
or even the porosity of the bones are there are the issues wear and tear due to the age in those areas this can be used with a good um, results so where is wherever this tissue regeneration or uh, rebuilding of uh, joints ligaments tendons or bone tissue so there this is um, more useful you mean to say sir yes definitely where there is a tendon rupture or ligament tear or something like that damages are there where uh, particularly osteoarthritis or even uh, cartilage damages are there so in those areas hirabala uh, 101 is ideal drug can be used of course provided the person should be what we are selecting that person should not be too much hefty if too much hefty person is there or even kapha prakruti is more and dominantly is having all the habits and even the food uh, whatever he takes it improves the kapha tattvas in the body then such a person should be given kshirabala uh, with caution or even uh, with the low dosages we cannot go for an ideal and the strong dosage of kshirabala in those type of patients so probably for example a high kapha person as in case of obesity probably just one capsule or just five to 10 drops in one single dose with the kshirabala uh, taila with say trifla guglu or yograj guglu can be made into combination so that uh, Yes, trifla gugulu can be made into a combination with this, or even any vatahara kashayas can be made into combinations of this. Many times we do that type of things, vatahara kwata, or even maharasna di kwata. Into that we add four to five drops of kshirabala and in a warm and it is used. So this is a good combination to use it in case of neuralgia and neuropathies and other type of vata disorders. Bala sida kardifolia. it is very well known to Im, uh, boost immunity it, the word bala uh, roughly translates to strengthen immunity uh, in the body shirabala taila i've seen many uh, practitioners using it in like a autoimmune thyroid thyroiditis where there is immune correction is required or in cases where immunity boosting is also required it is uh, used so it definitely seems to have some effect on immunity as well Sir? definitely definitely it has a role on uh, immunity to play particularly where uh, drug for bala which is also once again used as a vatahara dravya and potent vatahara dravya and also pitta dravya so whenever there is a involvement of vata and pitta and such diseases were manifested it may be any autoimmune disorder then there is along with any other our um, drugs of uh, immunity boosters whatever we speak about like ashwagandha and all those things this combination also go holds good many times we come across that's a reason we use it uh, ashwagandha balarista is in these conditions to improve our, uh, our immunity act part of it but as a kshirabala when we are using it it is as a tissue builder basically for the where there is a kshaya or the reduction of the tissues or tissue loss is there it may be any sort of tissue it may be asti or bone it may be majja or it may be mamsa or kandara sira or ligament or even uh, what do you call uh, tendons all these things where there is these type of uh, material that have been uh, deprived or reduced in their um, uh, quantum or the, their nature or their strength has been reduced. so in those areas we we um, as a drug of choice we can use this and it gives a wonderful results in these areas rather than any uh, particularly for the immunity purpose we, we need to blend in case of immunity so in order to um, provide an immunity uh, boosting effect we may have to even go with amlaki or guduchi or kalamega something like that we have to need to add to this 
to give an effect of that or ashwagandha something like that yeah so this is kind of a chiravala thala is uh, a multifaceted uh, medicine which has its own indications but it also can say gel well with other set of medicines to bring about uh, uh, you know a versatile other actions also and uh, you said that you know it, it is combined with bala and ashwagandha and then arista is prepared out of that and there is also we have this bala ashwagandha thala also this is usually used in uh, improving the muscle strength as in case of muscle wasting paralysis etc externally so there ashwagandha would you know strengthen the muscles tissues tendons and bala would uh, improve the nerve strength so it, bala is very commonly used to so improve the nerve strength nerve regeneration or at least strengthening the or rebuilding the myelin sheath in that purposes yeah definitely it is in those areas it is on a very wonderful drug as a combination bala ashwagandha as well as even uh, many times we come across in those areas even dashamula in a uh, supporting manner it also helps in the uh, improving of the nerve uh, endings or even you can say myelin coating or whatever it is so it helps in conduction conduction of nerve functioning in a better manner so and even also um, neuropathies or any pain or neuralgias such type of conditions bala ashwagandha vidari and these type of drugs they do a very wonderful role uh, they will play of course chirabala is one of the uh, combination of the importation we use in the, those conditions and the the question was like a because lactose intolerance is very much prevalent in most of the western countries and probably due to the cold climate there uh, and you know cold weather conditions largely anupadesha so should we because it is multiple uh, times processed with milk to prepare chirbala thaila should we totally avoid it or can we make it a combination with uh, some other uh, say pungent rich medicines like uh, haridra khanda or jirakarista etc so how to uh, deal with this uh, lactose intolerance we issue sir i don't think so this uh, kshirabala one not one if it is taken in in, in patients with lactose intolerance uh, there may be some issues as such we didn't find any such problem because the uh, what you got the dugda or the milk we are using it it will not be in the same fashion with at the end product it is one of the ingredient in the preparation multiple times if we use it but i don't think so that the entire portion of the uh, dugda the milk as it is in its components will enter into the oil so it's only in a colloidal format and it will be in, not as a dugda kind of thing and i don't think so this will not going to cause any problem to lactose intolerance patients uh, we can reduce it the number of, i mean um, quantum of the medicines which we give to them in the beginning if it is any suspicion is there regarding the in, uh, lactose intolerance and the patient may complain of that so in that case we can go with the haridra kanda or even trikatu churna can be added to that even jirakadhyarista can be added to that to improve the conditions and uh, coming to its uh, utility in paral- paralytic patients in which conditions associated with paralysis and also in which stage of paralysis should we uh, go with chirabala thaila oral intake and should, in which conditions we better we avoid it and go for other medicines sir see first of all we need to understand what is paralysis pakshaghata or paralysis is one of the major manifestation of stress and we do come across a lot of patients with that and it is not a simple disease 
it may be a, a presenting complaint may be a slightly tingling sensation or unable to lift the hand in the early stages and that's what called navotha we said it is a new manifestation or early manifestation in such early manifestation using chirabala 101 we can clear the condition with a short curation of time that is possible but nowadays what we are getting pakshagata in the practice most of them are due to the uh, they were not knowing that they had a hypertension or they were not knowing that uh, knowingly they are leaving the hypertensive anti-hypertensive medicines so thereby complications of hypertension leading to pakshagata it's called cerebrovascular accidents so this is the what we are come across nowadays in a large number and in these conditions i don't think so in the basic 48 hours or 60 am i mean 96 hours until unless the patient is stabilized we don't we can't go for giving any of these uh, medications uh, particularly chirabala 101 only what we can do is chirabala 101 we can use it in the form of nasya in these patients and with the irritating causing irritation so that maybe uh, we can regain his conscious and all those conditions so but um, uh, but before understanding the uh, total paralysis or the pakshagata in total it is better should we should know that we can't claim that we can cure Pakshagata by using only Kshirabala 101. It is not uh, possible in such uh, sense. Kshirabala 101, even though primary drug, many times we need to combine these drugs to many other combinations to adduce the um, results. Maybe with uh, certain even herbomineral drugs, we may have to uh, use it. So that, that is not a simple uh, one condition. We can use it very easily and cure it. It, if it is in very early onset and the patient has reached the OPD within the first 24 hours or something like that, uh, 48 hours, then it will be easier for the bring the result with the medication. Of course, not in the um, uh, where the quantumness of the disease is much higher, where there is a severe internal bleeding or, uh, and um, patient is in a deliberate conditions. So you cannot uh, use in those areas any other medications until unless patient is stabilized. So first patient stabilization is very important. If any bleeding is there that has to be stopped, then recovery phase will start. So in those conditions, if it is a mild to moderate forms, paralysis or maybe parasthesia in those conditions, Chirabala in the 101. But uh, simply Chirabala 101 for every patient of uh, Pakshagata may not be an ideal one. We need to assess the condition as well as we need to assess the level of damage and depth or involvement of the doshas and even the depth of the disease. So once it is understood, then only we can go for the bringing the protocol for the treatment. In case of say hemiplegia or paraplegia, uh, after the initial set of treatments are over when the patient is, is there in a rehabilitation phase, and then the tonic to improve the general health and immunity and also the strength of the nerves and joints and the whole body tissues can it be used as a medicine for a rehabilitation for longer periods of time yes definitely it can be used for a longer period of time but not in the initial days of uh, treatment once the stabilized then you can use it for the rehabilitation or tissue damages or even nerve damages whatever it is there to overcome that part of it because if a patient approaches a doctor within a short span of time then the tissue damage will be comparatively lesser many times we find patients reaching to us after five months or six months somebody has told and that's why now we are coming to here and something like that so such type of patient we get it then the, those time of uh, type of patients it, it takes much time 
to get healed because they already come late to us as early as possible if they reach to the proper ayurvedic uh, treatment centers definitely once the patient is stabilized then we can go for the rehabilitation purposes then we can in the in that those areas chirabella 101 is one of the wonder drug or the right choice definitely we can use it in as a pichu as well as nasya as even for the shirobhyanga this can be used coming to its uh, side effects did you get any clinical condition in which you were forced to stop chirabella thaila because of some adverse effects or do you avoid chirabella thaila in certain conditions sir no usually i didn't get any patient who have started using chirabella and suddenly i need to abruptly stop it or something like that or any side effect untoward incidents has taken place i never come across in my 23 years of my practice only thing is that we should be very clever in handling the or selecting the patient and selecting the drug if a right kind of patient is taken and in those particular right kind personalities then are the conditions if we use it then there will be no issues if a wrong selection is there if a person is having a totally hefty or body type of kapha have a severe head injury or something like that in those patient we are thinking that it is pakshagatha and we use a med- is not the right type of thing so we need to be assessing our uh, what do you call the disease manifestation to be understood sampratti or the etiopathogenesis of the disease has to be understood in a right sense then we should go for the breaking of the pathology so then there is a selection yes and dr sachin kapsuji please go ahead so we in general opd we found some patient that don't have any symptoms of typical gout they don't have any joint swelling or redness of joint but the uric acid levels is on a higher side in this condition can we use that chirbala uh, in those patient it is better to go with erentabrista haritaki or hari trifala churna or something like that with haritaki erentaila brista trifala churna such type of things are good gomutra haritaki this is these type of combinations are useful rather than selecting chirabala in those conditions yes pradeepa ji please go ahead with your question thank you dr janardan thank you dr guru raja it was very informative uh, i have a quick question it's it's uh, there, there is this client who in fact let, let me let me start by saying chirabala 101 including thyla and the capsules have have used it in somebody with spondylitis cervical spondylitis and it was amazing how the results Uh, were uh, shown in how how it all improved so there is this client who's going through a menopause who has extreme vata disorder but she also has like uterine fibroids so looks like shirabala is not the best option in those cases correct no if the patient is not obese no problem you can go ahead if it is um... menopausal symptoms are there and uh, such type of things are there no issues only just because of fibroid is there uh, avoiding this one is not a right type of thing because the fibroids are totally different one and it is manifested due to the various change, uh, changes occurred in the hormones at the level of uh, uterine reproductive system so we don't need to worry about those areas because she is already in menopausal age then definitely there is osteoporotic changes are occurring and she will be definitely benefited by using you can go ahead with chirabella nothing to worry about it thank you and in 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 what form do you suggest is it like abhyanga with chirabella or basti with chirabella or chirabella 101 in uh, capsule forms because it has to be given for a longer duration what i feel is in those patient it should be given internally 
So better you select Xerobella uh, 101 capsules or Xerobella 101 containing drops like NeuroCare and all those things. Use it as a oral medication along with uh, hot water or hot milk. Few, few eight drops in uh, half cup of milk or something like that. Use it regularly. It will also provide them a sufficient calcium backup as well as the bone building matrix. Then definitely the um, decaying will be delayed or the osteoporotic changes will be taken care of. Okay, thank you. Now, a follow-up question. How do I choose between, because you just mentioned it because you have to take it for a longer period, go for the capsules, but between Abhyanga, between um, Basti and using it internally, how do we choose it based on the condition and based on the CVRT chronicity of a condition? No, it is not like that. If it is a patient of uh, menopausal syndrome or menopausal conditions, usually that will run for a period of uh, five to 10 years. The patient will feel that the changes in her. So in uh, so say a long period, then it is better to go for, because in the, uh, such a long period, we cannot go for a good doing Abhyanga and all those things. That is not the right kind of thing. So the better thing is in a Shamana Matra, continuously, if it is taken in the form of uh, internally, uh, internal medication, definitely it is going to help. Excellent. Thank you so much. And the question has come, will it be useful in diabetic neuropathy in an obese patient? Yeah, definitely it can be used in diabetic neuropathy but with a caution because there is obesity is there so it, it with a caution you can use it it's not like a straight away avoid this type of a medicine in say obesity or very high cover condition it, it can still be used in uh, lower doses especially when there is neuropathy or you know we are targeting nerves and joints right sir definitely see we, we don't want to just say that uh, avoid it with a, a small quantity of medication we can go with this chirabala Along with that, we can use some nanomedicines of Ayurveda, Rasaushadis. It is like Yekangavir um, Rasa um, is there in a small quantity, or even Mahavada Vidvamsan Rasa in small quantity, or even Rasaraj Rasa in small quantity. Along with this, then definitely they will use even the capsule Palsineuron. There are plenty of such medications that are available. We can use it. So that will definitely going to help in uh, reducing those uh, areas or uh, issues with the patients. Dr. Sachinji, you, you have a question? Uh, which is proper format to use capsule form or drops form? Both are available. You can, it is your whatever the things which are available to you because many a times you cannot um, get the medicines in right uh, one because there are certain companies they are available in the form of drops or some companies it is available in the form of capsule and in some companies it's available in both. Like in one of the company, they have, most of the companies have come with a soft gelatin capsule and one company is also with the hard gelatin capsule. Chirabala is available in a band sealed format and there is once again uh, Chirabala in, in the form of um, direct oil, even the drop format it is there. So whichever is available to you, you can choose the one because our um, thing is that by repeat observation and repeat usages, we will come to know that exactly the which company is producing with the right kind of thing and how much we are getting a result. And definitely doctor will get a confidence on that product and definitely he picks up that product. So that can be done by initial studies and initial way of practice, initial time of practice and that you will get it very in a short span of one year. You will come to know that which brand is giving you good results in your area and automatically you try to fix it on that. Capsule and the drops, they're both in the same medicine encapsulated in capsule form or it's all in the oil form. One of the ways to look at it is like if the 
client is fine with taking the oil as as such orally without any difficulty then it is fine and also sometimes with older patients because shirbala has this rasayana effect and we will be using it in older patients also they will be having trouble with you know counting the number of drops to be added to the milk and all so in that case a capsule will be kind of very easy for them just take it and you know swallow it so in that way day to day dose variation and you know such other problems will not be there with the capsule whereas in drops you know the client has to like count the number of drops and you know so that problem will not be there with the capsule case study problem has come a pcod patient is taking kumariyasava rajapravartini vati and kanchanara gugulu with these medicines uh, they have helped to regularize the periods but the pitta has increased and causing red skin rashes so uh, how to go about it and uh, what are the medicines that we can add you can go ahead with adding kadrarist and brodharidra kanda that will take care of those uh, eruptions and uh, they'll control the pitta so that can be avoided by using kadrarista to large extent and even the brodharidra kanda that gives the result and it is not just because of the medication even patient may be consuming some food articles which may also trigger the pitta to increase so that part should be taken care of to avoid all those uh, spicy pungent and as well as uh, pitta increasing uh, material if she is taking uh, that has to be taken care of that should be avoided okay going to the next question if a diabetic person is on uh, an ayurvedic anti diabetic medicine like diabet god and sugar is always in the range of 5.5 or 6 i believe it is hba1c1c test in the morning do they continue the herb if so for how long or these herbs for lifetime when can a person actually change these herbs so this is also regarding so changing one anti diabetic ayurvedic medicine to the other how to change it what are the precautions to consider and also can diabetes only be managed or when the hb once a1c is regularly under control can we decrease the dose or even stop it and just switch back to lifestyle changes only sir first we need to understand uh, certain issues with prameha or diabetes there are 20 varieties of prameha diabetes as explained in ayurveda out of which 10 is produced out of kapha and that can be curable so we the curable or sukhasadya the term is used only with respect to 10 varieties of kafaja pramehas whereas six varieties of pittaja prameha tapya that can only manageable and four varieties of vataja prameha that is due to vata they are incurable that cannot be cured it can be controlled or it can be manageable throughout the life lifetime so this is the one thing presently what we have seen is just simply we try to analyze uh, the blood sugar levels and we brand a person as a diabetic or a non diabetic it is not the right way of thing because in ayurveda prameha has been very clearly mentioned something required to the body is going out in the form or through the urine so until unless we get if it is accepted as a sugar then if it is comes in the urine until unless sugar comes in the urine the person cannot be branded as a diabetic one so whenever we have got many patients those uh, blood sugar levels are high but there is no urine sugar they can be considered as 
pre-diabetic patient and but they are not the diabetic patients this is the one point number one so we need to understand we don't regularly check hba1c in a very oftenly so hba1c usually done at least in the gap of three to four months and if the hba1c is under one control means 5.5 to 6 means it is a giving in a clear idea that blood sugar is on an average is under control it is somewhere between 150 mg per deciliter so somewhere around that so when such things are achieved maybe by using drug controlling the diet doing exercises and a combination of all this definitely when these things have collectively given result so that uh, result has come in the form of hba1c in the range between 5.5 to 6. so it doesn't mean that once you achieved it you remove all the medicines you cannot medicine as well as this diet control as well as the exercises it's a combination this has to be done in case of a diabetic person once the person is branded as diabetic then this has to be maintained for a lifetime of course depending upon food intake sugar intake a periodical checkup will also will give a very good idea that how to control it if you want to shift from one medicine to other medicine then once again like ruthusandhi charya slowly avoiding this slowly imbibing the new one then shifting off so such type of things if it is done then it will be good so don't worry about uh, leaving the medication in a diabetic patient that is not a right kind of uh, thinking it sugar should be under control by hook or crook with these methods by drugs diet and exercises are a combination of all the three we need to keep it under particular level in order to avoid complications or landing in trouble. Suppose a client is taking any anti-diabetic uh, Ayurvedic medicine for diabetes and say he has a, an ulcer or a non-healing wound, then we say include for example Tiktaka Grita or Tiktaka Kashayam or in a Mahamanjistadi Kashaya etc. So these Tikta, Grita, bitter herbs and Manjista such other herbs also have an effect on the blood sugar level uh, as well. So we need to be cautious with the doses there, sir. So we need to go for see, it's a many attempts. We cannot say that 100 grams of grutta will going to reduce this much of MGs of sugar. No, we don't have such type of data. We need to just give based on the agni of the person, based on the doshic involvement, body type, and body weight. Maybe with the gross ideologies, we can fix the dosage. And once we fix the dosage and the patients start taking it, then we'll come to know if any changes occurs. But that changes will not be such a drastic one that it will going to cause any hampering. For example, Tiktagrita or anything like that will not going to reduce the sugar to you know hypoglycemic area. No, such type of things are not happening and it will not happen. Only a patient a caution. That's a caution is whether it if it is going to lower the thing then other anti-diabetic drugs what we are taking that that dosage has to be readjusted another question it has come in the chat sir a, an arthritis patient with a lot of knee joint pain and shoulder pain a crackling popping joints is taking yogaraj guggulu then a joint support with guggulu guduji trifula vidanga haritaki ashwagandha Turmeric, Kikatu, Hinguasta Kachurna, and topically Mahanarana and Pindataila Abhyanga. The client is taking taking for two weeks and not finding relief. Uh, how to go about it? 
the first thing is before i can make a comment on this i would like to know the age of the patient that's the one point so age of the patient plus whether the patient is suffering from diabetes or not that is also important to know if a patient is suffering from diabetes then we need to check that area and second thing if there is no diabetes then it is fine we can go ahead with this but how long it may take yes definitely it takes much more time you cannot expect a result in these type of people where there is a shoulder pain or even the knee joint pain it should come to result in a very short span of time it won't come so you may need to you may have to go for a treatment protocol of maybe around 2 to 3 months to get the some sort of relief but keep under the diabetic um, blood sugar levels under check that has to be kept under very much strict control then automatically the pain will reduce otherwise because of uh, increased blood sugar shoulder pain and something like that even most of the patients with the diabetic will come to nowadays we are coming um, in the form of uh, frozen shoulder so that is the reason we should take care of that part and once that is uh, covered then automatically the regular you are giving for the joints which will only will bring the sufficient results another thing that i observed that yeah i mean it is it contains uh, the combination contains yograj gugulu and another one with gugulu guduchi trifala trikatu and hingwaka hingwasaka chula but because there is like a cracking and popping joints there is some you know tissue degeneration also so probably shirbala thaila would be a good uh, addition there no there is a tissue degeneration there may be cartilage wear and tear that is also there so for that chirabala is going to definitely help but once there is a overweight diabetic uncontrolled blood sugars then definitely they are influencing the pain sensors that part has to be taken care of otherwise without doing any um, our work up on those areas simply we are targeting the pain things and we don't find the results we need to be very careful in that they are asking like uh, what can be given for diabetes there in us you can go for nisha katakadi kashaya if it is available in the us nisha katakadi i think kotakal uh, produces it and it can maybe available online and many other kerala based companies i think they are, they are doing it kataka kadiradi kashayam is there in the us yes you can add upon uh, nisha katakadi kashaya well, let's go to uh, you know current problem first we had covid problems now we have post covid uh, covid vaccine related some health issues uh, the the question is after taking covid vaccine some are really very tired and exhausted they find the energy level low and they find it uh, they find very less enthusiastic some people sleep for longer period of time with fatigue what can be done to build the energy levels back both for diabetic and non non diabetic individuals see first we need to understand that in the post covid situation or even the post covid vaccination we uh, usually get a two type of uh, people nowadays one is wherein people complaining of uh, feverish or pain at the site of injection so this is very commonest one and it can be managed with simple anti inflammatory drugs for one or two days it will be cleared but we have a lot of other patients those who are with headache after the post covid injection headache numbness and these things please do remember these type of patients are prone for myocardial infarction and complications 
so better in any patient who complains of headache or anything like that means the drug or the vaccine is acting on blood vessels and blood capillaries so we need to go for shrotho shotana dravyas or you can go for the blood thinners in order to gain it otherwise the patient may land up in some trouble and on third category what we find is reactions some eruptions are seen all over the body and with associated with itching and all those things and that will also subside by one or two days usually sometimes it may take longer time you know in order to avoid the threat of myocardial infarction or or you know clotting vascular clotting and such other incidences probably like garlic or thikatu churna something can of that nature can be given as a precaution post yes def- definitely what i feel is that we need to give to the patients if they are non diabetic it is better avla juice a very commonly available and it is very good one and our dadima juice or the pomegranate juice that can be taken or even the orange juices the vitamin c containing drugs something like that so these are all shrotha shodhana in nature and amla rasa hrudyanam based on that concept they will be working and second thing is shrotha shodhana dravyas like trikatu can be given in the form of anti platelet activity is seen such type of drugs can be combined and if it is uh, not a hard and fast rule that we need to go with only ayurvedic medicines in case of any severe emergency is there or uh, anaphylactic reactions are there uh, we need to send the patient in a right and it should be landed and handled in the emergency we cannot simply take it on a, a thing that we will going to treat only with ayurveda or something like that no uh, we need to give uh, due respect to the situation or the demand whatever the situation demands accordingly we should plan the treatment yeah i, I have seen like many allergic reaction uh, clients actually actually one of my friends wife had like chronic allergic reactions post after taking vaccine and in fact i have referred uh, them to you because they are from shimoga because the question had like fatigue or tiredness as a unique symptom probably ashwagandha would be a good one because lot of uh, ashwagandha was uh, you know research was done on ashwagandha for covid probably it will also have address the fatigue issue of post covid vaccine related things also see we need to understand that whenever there is a fatigue after post covid vaccination most of the time it is not due to the uh, disease but it is due to the which is reacting in such a way on particularly on vessels we need to understand that vessels are targeted there is a inflammation in the vessel that's why there is a hampered condition supply is not being given to the tissues and that's why the tissues are showing there um, in the form of lacuna of energy or glucose or whatever it is our supply chain is hampered that's why they are showing the alertness or the some reactions so we need to understand that that fatigue and all those things if it is there it is an indication that rakta are the vessels are involved under the influence of this vaccination and there is a problem and we need to go for anti platelet and blood thinning materials and which can pump up the issues and once these things are cleared then automatically the supply chain will uh, regain and the tissues will get once again their requirements of even oxygen and uh, what are the glucose and all what uh, what supplies are there is there a mention of wheat versus rice diet for diabetic patients uh, so the question is wheat versus rice diet for diabetic patients in with ayurvedic reference there are conflicting opinions on this uh, and would love to hear your thoughts sir let me make it very clear 
many a times i do come across lot of patients with diabetes and the same thing they are telling that we have stopped eating rice we have stopped eating that one no this is a nonsense total nonsense whatever you are eating if it is excess to you definitely will land up make you to land up in diabetes it may be wheat it may be rice it may be um, what do you call ragi or the black millet it may be even jowar it may be what sort of uh, cereal you are eating whatever it is if you are eating things in excess definitely that the excess is going to cause the disease it is not the rice which is going to cause the disease so it's any form of carbohydrates if you are taking any source so that carbohydrate richness is is going to cause the problem so as far as it's very clearly say even uh, ayurveda uh, uh, try to understand the uh, disease of uh, prameha the nidana it's very clearly said swapna sukham asya sukham so whatever the because of the interest to eat more and more thing people are consuming lot of uh, diet and anticipate that uh, they'll shift it from uh, rice to wheat or from wheat to siridhanya or something like that or millets or something like that no it is the things that you need to expand the material what you are taken in energy in the form of body what you are receiving it has to be expanded it should to stay down in the body second thing we need to consume less if less quantity of food is taken then automatically our energy intake is reduced and whatever we use it as a mechanism of exercises and all those things through that energy is lost then automatically blood sugar level will be in control so it is better to understand in this way rather than just giving another uh, material and even many times i feel uh, patients are asking what should be eaten for the control diabetes i said don't eat eating is a problem you need to cut down on eating don't ask me that what should be eaten uh, taken in case of uh, diabetes it is not the right uh, type of question so cut down on intake that is the right type of message what you had i have to give you here pradeep ji please go ahead i'm sorry i he mentioned about siridhanya i was going to ask about it but same same thing right because we see clients coming in most of these clients have indian background uh, and some of them also come to us saying you know we're completely cutting down the carbs because i'm a diabetic so what are your thoughts on that see see you cannot totally cut down the carbohydrates we have carbohydrates in many of the wide variety of uh, materials available in this uh, in this universe and we will be taking it and our um, first important thing is we cannot 100% cut off the carbohydrate because our brain tissues and functions only on carbohydrate we need to give carbohydrate we cannot since so there will be certain amount of carbohydrate richness is there that can be brought down by alternating with the intake or reduce the total diet quantum and reduce the intake so if that is balanced then automatically things will settle down no need to go for a total cut off of carbohydrates that is not even right way of doing it thank you so many of the uh, health pundits of uh, western countries who are into sports and who are into like uh, diet management and all they i mean because now the you know blood sugar level can be monitored with uh, different apps and all so it has become kind of a craze for uh, you know cutting down on the uh, foods that increase the blood sugar level i mean which which causes a sudden spike in the blood sugar level so it has literally literally gone out of control so i was listening to one of the uh, there's a podcast by uh, ronda patrick she's a phd and she said that she watches i mean after taking every type different types of foods 
she measures her you know blood sugar level whether it's spiking and all and she found out that i mean she is healthy non diabetic and what not but she found out that grapefruits cause an immense spike in the blood sugar level so she was avoid, i mean she was indicating to avoid grapes but this i mean sugar level whether it is spiking or not by avoiding that she is avoiding all the also the nutritious and other phytonutrients which Uh, which are gifted to us by grapes so sugar control is not like uh, in the only criteria to be uh, concentrated upon sir no, no it's a it's a important point that we need to cut down on the carbohydrate but not to such a level that it you are going to hamper the are we going creating a deprived condition of for carbohydrate that is not also not the extreme ends on the situation that is not a right kind of thing wherever see for example if a patient is there is having a blood sugar levels around 270 after uh, food then some medication has to be brought in then try to reduce the carbohydrates by 20% like if he is consuming uh, two cups of um, rice ask him to go for one and a half cup or one cup something like that you and you need to reduce by step by step and then you find uh, come to a place where you can Um, uh, fix the dosage of that per- particular uh, person. So it is uh, from person to person. It varies, and it is an individual customized method. Can go ahead with this, and ultimately fixing a person's diet basically not only depends on the type of food, but also his agni. See, if my agni is not proper, if I ingest lot of material, it won't get digested and goes out of the body. Then it won't increase the sugar. if it is to be digested then it is assimilated then it will go into the blood stream so agni is also having important role then there is a absor- absorption and it is to be done by some receptors some dhatu um, uh, materials are required convert it into our body tissues so all these are uh, what do you call bhautika agni uh, all these type of hormones or enzymes these are all liquid everybody has to play their role simply just simply cutting down on the carbohydrates or even totally avoiding carbs that is not going to help anyway some time later then the patient may end up in some tissue damages and wear and tear i have seen patients using uh, siridhanya continuously after few months of using siridhanya they come out with uh, pain in the joints even though sugar levels are normal clearly sugar um, uh, siridhanyas are very ruksha in nature and definitely it will going to increase vata in the body So once vata is increased definitely it also leads to pain we need to be very careful in handling these things it's simply reducing the diet for a some time is a very ideal way walk work up uh, comparatively more work up than what we are doing it and it has to be designed according to the person's need we need to take lot of history while uh, collect from the patient about his uh, personal habits and the way of we are doing vyayama exercises and all those things what is the quantum nature of work he is doing based on that we can give some suggestion and variation or how to increase by step by step it doesn't mean that simply for a person one who is already doing one hour of uh, practical exercises and all those things you ask him to go do it for two hours or three hours then they may end up in suddenly some uh, cardiac arrest and some problems will be there recently we have a very um, a strong personality at the very early ages like sidar shukla he died because of uh, cardiac arrest maybe because of excessive work we don't want to do all those things simply step by step increase the condition demands accordingly fix up the dosage of medicine and also reduce the sugar intake 
then fix the dosage of medicine and even the exercises quantum everything then definitely that will be a very good choice also recently uh, a couple of years before even the westerners also they revised the you know blood sugar level con controls and they said that you know very strict management of like i mean in, in a, especially in a already established diabetic patient it's not like hard and fast rule that you know the fasting level should be below 100 and you know even if it is in the range and if it is maintaining well that is quite sufficient uh, rather than we should not be like pulling down the blood sugar level too much sir see i'll tell you one thing we have a pipes in our houses and they are heat sensitive i correlate here heat to glucose if the heat in the running water increases to 150 that uh, pipes will uh, melt okay so do you think that if the heat in the pipe if it is increased during the day time at early early morning then it won't cause any problem if it is happens in the afternoon then it is a problem how can it be when temperature reaches up beyond that pipe will definitely melt here also if blood sugar reaches beyond a certain level definitely it is going to cause a damage in the internal organs so whether you are in a fasting condition or you in a postprandial condition or it's a random blood sugar it is expected to be within the range it doesn't mean that it should be uh, somewhere always it should be fasting sugar should be somewhere between 120 if it is just 130 or 140 then it is going to cause damage no though there is no such hard and fast rule and of course person to person from continent to continent and even the race difference is also there we cannot simply fix for everybody one type of blood sugar levels we cannot fix it as as a normal the normalcy can vary with a um you can say that as a normal variant there are many many variations across the globe that should be kept in mind simply we cannot something line as you know 150 is the ideal zone uh, you to you know always keep it below 150 no we need to understand that what is his body mass what is his weight and what is his nature and what is his race what is his consuming what is his problem everything you just go by step by step then analyze accordingly then slowly shift it back to the bring it to the normalcy or otherwise simply uh, pulling down everybody you know, to come under 150 that may not be a right kind of thing because we have people with uh, 45 kg weight we have people with 100 kg of weight nobody will not be having the same type of you know blood sugar levels so we need to understand that there are a lot of issues to know about you convey is let's not too much dwell into the laboratory reports you know see the person in front of you and judge rather than you know taking too much of uh, laboratory reports uh, i i see dr seema kamath ji joining uh, here she is one of the students uh, she is my senior and student of guruja sir first of all congratulations dr seema kamath ji for winning the golden visa in dubai uh, she is an ayurveda practitioner and due to her services she has she has won a golden visa uh, congratulations and happy teachers day to you and your teacher is in front of you a couple of words yeah thank you dr janardan happy teachers day sir after a long time thank i'm seeing uh, gurus really feeling very happy uh, congratulations uh, on achieving the important thing huh? all your blessings and wishes sir Your effort. It is always it's your effort. Thank you, sir. Okay, so yes, sir. Sir, Tindi, last words, maybe one minute. 
most i firstly like to wish both of you very very happy teachers day you are just my gurus that you lead me to do practice i am a general practitioner transferred into ayurved practitioner and now i am setting with a, my own typically panchakama center i am very very thankful to both of you you are always role model for me congratulations keep doing it you will find the results and definitely you will go to very higher ends ayurveda those who are practicing ayurveda will never be let down by lord danvantri so don't worry have faith in our subjects and do good thank you sir thanks a lot okay uh, many congratulations and other things uh, teachers day wishes are coming uh, in the chat so thank you very much one and all see in the next session of guru bodha uh, next sunday namaste thank you very much guru bodha sir thank you namaste namaste to all